Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. We thank him this morning. The praise and worship team. Amen. Let's give them a hand praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Right now, we getting ready for the word. We ask the Lord right now to, as he blessing new life, we ask him to anoint our pastor and give him everything he needs and why he come to serve us. And we just want to remind, Lord, that we thank him for our pastor. We thank him for the first lady. And we are blessed and highly favored because of what he is doing. So we thank the Lord. And we, right now, just ask the Lord to bless this message as we receive our pastor, Jerry C. Ray. Amen. Man. If you have your Bibles, I'll just ask that you turn with me to uh, Romans, the sixth chapter. We'll just cover verses 11 through 14, 11 through 14, Romans 6, 11 through 14. And I'll read that from the NASB version. So consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. Bow your heads with me. Father, we come before you now in all ways, Lord. We thank you for your word. Your word is precious to us. Your word guides us. It uh, helps us think right, act right, be right, Father, with you. Lord, I just ask right now, Lord, that they hear your word from on high and not my own, that you speak through me to encourage, convict, and convince. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And before I dive into the message, just let me say a few things. First of all, I just want to, I just want to thank God uh, for uh, uh, Karen's recovery. Uh, we, we, uh, yeah, we had a had a situation that we 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 just didn't know what was going on, and uh, but the doctors uh, seem to be uh, progressing well, and treat treatments are she's responding to treatments and. Uh, and we just uh, just thank God for that. Uh, I know she um, wasn't able to to work during this time as well, and so she'll get back to work on tomorrow. And and I thought she was just uh, doing a tricky way of trying to lose weight before the trip or something. <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, <laughs> but she's all right. Uh, but I also want to thank God. There's so many things to thank God for. Um, 
but I want to uh, just thank God on a, an amazing achievement by, uh, by Kayla. Uh, you know, just being on the front lines and seeing uh, seeing it from uh, what, the, what did the announcers say at their graduation from fetus to physician. <laughs> and uh, just seeing it from, from that perspective, I, I tell you, God, God uh, worked in her life and I know God did it in a way where um, she, uh, she, she could get minimal credit. <laughs> I just saw God working and, 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 and uh, the way he was moving throughout this whole process, uh, God was saying, you know, I, I'm not going to share my glory with anybody. When, when you get through this thing, you're going to praise me. <laughs> and, um, and it's just amazing. Um, I, I do want to say, too, that there are two people that I know of, and maybe more, but um, two people that I know of that I, I, I just saw a calling, you know, on their lives. Uh, and one was, uh, one is Kayla back in, um, I believe elementary, probably elementary school, I think. Uh, she had a wrist injury where it was messing with her growth plate. And the, uh, the doctor that was treating her, you know, we were in, uh, during one of the visits where we tried to figure out what was going on and he had x-rays up and everything else and he was examining uh, Kayla's wrist and I mean Kayla was just glued to what was going on and how he was treating her and I believe he had to make some type of uh, adjustment to her wrist as well and she was so just glued and fixed by that process and then afterwards I think she was probably about seven and uh, she got in the car, and, and that day she said, I, I want to be a doctor. <laughs> and, uh, and, she, and, and she never, she never switched uh, anything. She wanted to be a doctor, and now she's uh, uh, OBGYN in training. So, you know, congratulations, congratulations. Uh, the other thing I do want to say before I get into the message, I, and I won't be long before you guys uh, today. Um, the other thing I want to state is that I want to meet with those who um, are interested in the media and also our present media team. I'll send uh, something out this week. Probably we can get together by Zoom. We just want to uh, talk to those who are manning, uh, the, uh, the sound and, and uh, all the equipment in terms of Zoom as well, and uh, those who are interested. So uh, we'll send something out probably through uh, Clearstream and, uh, and uh, wait for your response and we'll set a date. Lastly, uh, we are gonna have a very important uh, church business meeting. I want to put that in your ear now because uh, uh, I want to encourage everyone to come out to this. And, um, and the reason why I'm emphasizing this is honestly, it was a conversation I had recently with Trevor and, uh, and we were talking and as, as we uh, talked and he was getting some updates, I said, nah, every, everybody, I need to emphasize that everyone needs to be here because I want us all on the same page 
and not wondering about what's going on. So please come out to that meeting. We're going to encourage you all as well to, uh, to submit any questions that you have. Uh, it's, it's preferred if you would submit those in advance so we can make sure we got an intelligible response for you, <laughs> you know, and, and, and we don't want to just be flying off the cuff trying to answer your question. Um, but if you can um, just uh, submit those questions early before the meeting so that we can, um, like I said, have a good response to them. Um, I'll uh, share those questions with leadership and we'll find the best way to respond to them uh, open, honestly, and transparently. Um, and, um, and, uh, yeah, I just, honestly, I just don't want a church meeting where it's only the, um, the executive board here. I want everybody here and, um, and, and, and informed. Amen. All right. So let's get into this. Um, let's get into this message. I think I covered everything in terms of, uh, announcements number two. So let's get into this message. We, we still, we're still coming from Romans and Romans, the sixth chapter. And last time I came before you all, um, um, I came before you all from this same chapter. I just had another thought. I want to thank uh, Sister uh, Lester for last week. I, I, it was a great, great service. Uh, you missed it, brother, unless you was on Zoom. Hey, hey, you was on Zoom. All right, all right. Man, she showed up and showed out. She did good. All right, I tell you, it was good. It was good. She even sung. <laughs> she even sung, so it was good. And um, like I said, uh, I got a lot of feedback. I saw, I heard a lot of feedback about it. The kids did well. Uh, the music, I mean, everything, you know, uh, from, I mean, uh, we had, I didn't know we got that many folks uh, that are definitely want to sing and in music and stuff like that. We got to get you out, got to figure out a, a way to get you out now that this pandemic is, uh, you know, subsiding. Yeah, thank you. That's a good word, Amen. subsiding. Amen. So let's get into Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans, the sixth chapter. Verses six, uh, the sixth chapter, verses 11 through 14. We came last time from verses one through 10, and we talked about the, how, how Jesus had, um, had taken care of the power of sin and the penalty of sin. And now we're going to cover, you know, now that we have been identified with him, now that we have been united with him, not only in uh, his uh, birth and his death and his resurrection, but in this new life that we call Christian life now. We, we've been identified with him and we're moving forward in a new way of living, but yet we still fail, but yet we still sin, yet we still are tempted and so we talked about things that we need to consider. And today we need to consider with this new relationship, what type of conduct should we have? What type of conduct should we have? Now, let me start by reminding you who you are. I wanna start by reminding you who you are. 
All right. Ephesians, the first chapter, reminds us who we are. And not only who we are, but whose we are. Amen. See, what it tells us is that church, I want to say that, that, that first of all, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I want to tell you all and remind you all that you are chosen. Amen. You are predestined. That means that God had a plan for you from the beginning. Amen. And not only uh, did he have a plan for you, but he also said, I'm going to adopt you into my family. Amen. So we are now his sons and daughters. Amen. And, and, and in addition to that, he didn't stop there, but he poured out generously on us. He poured it out, poured it out, his kindness and his favor on us. Amen. That's what Ephesians tell us. Ephesians goes on to tell us that this overflowing of kindness took away our sins. So it took away our sins and it showered, showered us with richness and his grace is set upon us. And he's not only given us grace, but he's given us mercy as well. And one day he plans to bring us home with him. This is who you are. Church, this is who you are. You are, you are his. You've been chosen. You are predestined. He has a plan for your life. And this is something that we need. These are reasons we should praise our glorious God. We should praise him always for these things. All of these things are made possible because we are in Christ. It's been made possible because of Christ, through Christ, and from those things, they flow because we are in Christ. It's sad. It's sad not to know your worth. You hear me? It's sad not to know your worth. You meet people on occasion, I meet people on occasion that don't know their worth. They don't know their worth. They, they listen to all of the loud noise of others and what God says about them is dismissed because they're listening to all the naysayers and everything else. But what, what God has declared all of a sudden is on mute. And it's sad not to know your worth because when you lose that, 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 that knowledge, all of a sudden you, you're kind of like just floating and you're not sure about anything. You got to know your worth. John Murray said this, in Christ, in Christ, it embraces all aspects of our redemption. It embraces all aspects of our redemption. It not only embraces the accomplishment, meaning that he died for us. He came and then he died and then he rose again and he'll come back one day to, 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 to bring us home. Not only the accomplishment of it, but also the application of it. In Christ, 
encompasses all of that application, how we were called, right? How we were regenerated, how faith and repentance came into, into uh, the picture, how justification came into the picture, then adoption, then sanctification, and then we persevere. We persevere. All of those things are included because we are in Christ, right? We have a union with Christ. And this is what Paul was trying to explain in verses 1 through 10, that we are in Christ. We are united with Christ. And we have all of these spiritual blessings because of it. We are identified with his death, his burial, and his resurrection. In a sense, he did it literally, but in a sense, we have been dead, we died, we've been buried, we buried that old life, and now we've been resurrected as well to live a new type of life, right? But one day we will be also caught up to meet him in the air if we are uh, uh, so lucky to continue to be living, amen? Galatians 2 and 20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. In a very real sense, Christians are in a paradoxical position. In a very real sense, Christians are in a paradoxical position. Christians are dead and alive at the same time. They're dead and alive at the same time. You're dead to sin and self. You hear that? You're dead to sin and self, but you are alive to do the work of God. Amen. You're, you're alive to do the work for God. Amen. So we're in a we're, we're dead, but yet alive. Amen. Because the life we once lived to ourselves, that's gone. But now we live this life for Christ. Amen. So we got to consider what, how we should act. What's our conduct now? What should our conduct be? Well, that goes, and it's addressed from verses 11 through 14. Verses 11 and 12 says this, even so consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. Paul drives his point home with two key words here. Consider and present. Consider and present. Depending on what other versions you read, you might see the word count, reckon, or yield. Count, reckon, or yield. Either way, the essence of those words are consider and then present. These words point to our total makeup. It points to our total makeup, and our total makeup is what? Our mind, our emotions, and our will. Our mind, our emotions, and our will. And all three need to be 
in, 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 in action for a life that is pleasing for him or to him. Amen. In fact, if you read earlier in Romans, it addresses the mind, the mind, right? In verse six, it says, knowing this, this is that same chapter in verse six of Romans six, it says, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him. And I'll stop right there because he began with knowing this, knowing this. That's connecting with your mind, knowing this. He goes down to verse nine. Verse nine starts the same way. It says, knowing that Christ, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, knowing that Christ, he's trying to connect with your mind. See, I read this week that the thought is the father of the act. You hear that? The thought is the father of the act. And in a, in a very real sense, your thoughts are producing babies. And th those babies are called actions, right? Your thoughts are producing babies. And those babies are calling, it's called actions. He wants us to, to, to psychologically connect to this truth. Because if we don't get it here, we won't walk it. We won't live it. We won't act like we know. We won't even know. We got to get it in our minds that this reality, this union with Christ is a real thing, right? It's not about if you say so. No, it's about I know. I know that I know, right? See, the last time we talked about believing uh, that believers were dead with Christ, right? Meaning that the old life is, is gone, right? It's no longer do we live a life that is characterized by sin. Remember the illustration I gave from Martin Lloyd where he said there were two fields, right? One field was Satan's, then there's a something in between it, a road between it, and then all of a sudden this field belongs to God. Well, we started off working in this field. Satan was our master, right, calling the shots. And then all of a sudden on that road to conversion, we all of a sudden came over to God's side and now we are working for him and we are living for him. The old things were left behind, right? But I said that Satan is still over there trying to whistle, get your attention while you're plowing and he's still trying to get your attention, say, hey, remember when, right? He's still on the, on, on the prowl, still trying to get you to do the things that you used to do when you was on that left field, amen? And then in the process of switching the fields, like I said, God ends up giving you a new life. He gives, he ends up giving you a new life. This doesn't mean that he, like I said, how, uh, how Brother Politeer put a little mic stand together for us on with old parts. He didn't use old parts, right? God gave you a new life, right? It wasn't refurbished, right? It wasn't restored, right? It wasn't uh, repurposed with repurposed parts, right? 
he gave you a new life. It's just like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Lawson said he didn't put a, a, a plus on your F. No, no, he didn't put a plus on your F. He got rid of the whole thing. You are new, right? You are new. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, right? He's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. We've been made brand new. Remember, I told you all, it's new as in quality, right? We got a new quality of heart. We got a new quality of attitude and goes on and on. He did not put a plus on an F. He got rid of that and gave us something brand new, right? Brand new. It's, an, it's important for us to know this because we have to know our worth. We got to know who we are and whose we are, right? It's got to be real to us. We got to understand it's, it's got to be real. It can't be just some catchy saying, I know who I am and I know whose I am. No, it can't be a catchy saying. It's got to be more than a bumper sticker. You have to know that you know that you know whose you are. Amen. And who you are. Uh, I remember reading in the Old Testament. Matter of fact, it's uh, um, Hosea, the fourth chapter, six verses says, my people are destroyed or they perish due to lack of knowledge, due to lack of knowledge. Right. And, and, and it's important that you think this way. It's important that you think this new way, because even Paul addresses it, address it in Philippians, the fourth chapter in verse eight. He says, finally, brothers, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable, whatsoever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, if there is any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Think on these things. You know, it's funny because uh, uh, you, you can't live what you don't know. You can't live what you don't know. You have to know that you know that you know that you know, right? You got to know it. Verse 11, once again, says, even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Consider yourself, right? You got to you got to walk in it, saints. <laughs> you got you got you got to consider yourself. Now, now all of a sudden, Paul moves from your your thinking to your heart. You got to know it, saints. You, you, once you know it, then all of a sudden you got to have a desire for it. You got to have a desire for it, right? Not only do you know that you know, but you got to consider. You, and you got to be confident in what your mind knows. You got to be confident in what your mind knows. Don't let doubt creep in to where you get mixed up in your thoughts. No, be confident in what you know. Don't allow your failures to derail you. Be confident and know that you know. Don't let enemies and frenemies deflate you. Be confident and know that you know, because Satan, the last thing he wants 
is for you to know that you know. He doesn't want you to know that you know. He wants you to doubt. He wants you to, 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 to fret. He wants you to be live in fear, in a different type of fear of judgment. No, you have to know that you know. Even when you fail, you need to know that you know that you are his, that you are his, right? Don't let how you feel, don't let how you feel, don't let it dictate who you are. You hear me? Don't let how you feel dictate it. Sometimes you have to kick your emotions out the driver's seat. Sometimes you do because the way you feel is not lining up to reality sometimes. Sometimes you don't feel victorious and yet you are victorious, right? Sometimes you feel like a big failure, but the truth is, is that you are a victor, right? The victim mentality, you need to get rid of that. You are a victor in Christ Jesus, amen? And, and, Jer and Jeremiah said this, it's not about some mind Jedi stuff, because Jeremiah said this in the ninth chapter, 23rd verse, he says, thus saith the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom. And let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, right? He knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For I delight in these things, declare the Lord. You got to know that you know, and you got to be confident in what you know so that you can walk in it, right? So that you can walk in it. And, and, and oftentimes we have to encourage ourselves, just like David encouraged, encouraged himself in Psalm uh, 42. He says this, he says, why are you in despair, my soul? You know what he did? He, he literally got his, his soul by the, by the collar. <laughs> And he says, he talked to himself and he says, why are you so cast down, oh, my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me, right? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. You hear that? I shall yet praise him. Yet means that it doesn't seem like I should praise him, right? That word yet means that the situation might not be ideal for a praise break. But even though it looks down and depressing and messed up and confusing, I will yet praise him because I know who I am and whose I am. And I'm going to walk in it with confidence, with confidence, right? You, you got to be like Mr. Brown on Medea, right? Right. He said, and, and, and I said to myself, self. <laughs> right. That's what you got to do sometimes. And I said to myself, self, put my hope in God, put your hope in God. Right. Don't believe others report. <laughs> believe the report of God's. Right. Right. And then he goes on and he says this in the in the. 12th verse, he says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lust. 
you've heard it said, or you heard me say, and I'm quite, I'm quite sure you've heard it said that we have two natures. But let me challenge your thinking on this, right? Let me challenge your thinking on this. You've heard that Christians have two natures, the sin nature and then the new nature, right? Well, I've just told you all about this union with Christ, right? I just told you all about this union with Christ. I, I've told you that we've been made new, right? We've been made new, that he didn't use old parts. Are you following me? He didn't use old parts. We are new. We are new. So how does that mean we still have two natures? We're new, right? And making us over, are we saying that God simply added to what we had? Added to what we were? He made us new. We've heard it. New, old nature, new nature, right? And the struggle from within, right? Old nature, new nature. But, but help me out here. How can we be made new? And, and it doesn't mean that he just, we had that old nature and he just added a new nature to it? Huh? No, we've been made new. We identify with Christ in his death, right? His burial and his resurrection. We've been made new. And, 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 and MacArthur said this, the mortal body, this mortal body, right, is the only means sin has to touch us. You hear that? The mortal body is the only means that sin has to touch us, right? And, and, and he used 1 Peter, the second chapter, verses 9, and, and he said this, but you are a chosen race, right? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, right? So that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He goes on in the 11th verse and says, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage war against your soul. See, this, this, this body that we are trapped in, right? It can be used for right <laughs> or wrong right? Before we were converted, we used it for all of our foolery. We used it for all of our foolishness, right? That We did. We used it for all of our foolishness. How can you go to that, that show enough cool party with nobody? With nobody, literally nobody. You know, how, how can you steal and kill and everything else with nobody? Your ghost is going to do it. No, no, you know, this body was used for that. And, 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 and this body can be used for good or for evil, right? It can be used for good 
or for evil. And, and here's where we get confused. Here's where we get confused. We are dead to sin. Let that sink in. We're dead to sin. Paul said that we are dead to sin. Paul did not say that sin is dead to us. You hear me? Paul did not say that sin is dead to us. We're dead to sin, but sin is not dead to us. And I gave the illustration, and I'll give it again. Say, for example, you, you say, hey, you know, I'm not about that life no more. I'm not about that life no more. No, I don't do what I used to do. I don't do that no more. And you literally stopped it. But your friends, they still come by, and they say, hey, girl, or hey, man, hey, you, you, you still want to do this? You still want to do that? You still want to do the other? See, you're dead to it. But they're not. <laughs> and they're still coming by calling to make, make sure and check. You sure you don't want to do this? You sure, don't, you sure you don't want to have the fun that you used to have and everything else? You're dead to it, but they're not. See, so in representation, you're living this new life, and the old life keeps knocking at your door saying, come on, do you want to continue to do this? And the only way that you know how it would be and that you know how much fun it used to be is because all of a sudden it just tingles with something inside that body that say, man, I used to be, ooh, I used to know. Oh, man, I would, oh, man, if I go with them, I know how much fun it would be. I remember when, right? That's the only way that sin has, uh, 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 can touch our lives, right? And, and God has dealt with, Christ has dealt with the, the, with the penalty of sin, the power of sin, but this presence of sin that we're in, right? This presence of sin that we're in, right? That, that, that's the last thing to be dealt with because on this walk, what we're doing is we're becoming more and more like him, right? And that's called sanctification, right? We're becoming more like him. And like I said, the, the more you, 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 you get closer to him, the more you realize how much you need him and, and how, much, how much far you need to go, right? It's, it's an amazing life because, see, the, the more you mature in Christ, the more you realize how sinful you are, right? How, how, how messed up you really are. And, and it's not an ego thing. It's not about an ego thing. It's just a reality that Christ has done that greater work for you. He's just done that greater work for you. See, this thing is not all about avoid, uh, avoid, avoid. Uh, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. No, Paul said, I'm not going to leave you with a bunch of don't do's, but I'm also going to leave you with some do's. <laughs> These are things that you, you need to do. I, I, I want you to like, when, when those, those things start calling you and coming your way, guess what a Christian has? A Christian has the power now. A Christian has the freedom now 
to say no to sin. No. You can literally say no. Now, now, while the unsaved, they can't say no to a life of sin. <laughs> you hear me? A life of sin. Because they don't have that power. They don't have that, 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 that power. They have not been converted. So a life of sin, no. They can't say no to. Because you need Christ for that. But we're not talking about saying no to a life of sin. Because if a Christian can live a life of sin, then Paul is saying, are you really a Christian? Right? So we're not saying no to a life of sin. We're saying no to sin. When sin comes knocking at the door, we can literally say, ain't, ain't coming out. Nope, I'm not. And it's not an easy no sometimes. Sometimes it's not an easy no. Because that's like I said, Satan knows what works. He, he knows what's working. He's not going to come with like, you know, with you, you're allergic to bananas and he comes your way with banana pudding. No, he's no, no. He knows you like burgers. And he's going to come your way with burgers. He's going to make sure this thing is, is worth his time. He wants you to, to fail, right? And he's going to make sure that he, he, he makes the, I mean, it wouldn't be a temptation if it's something that you, you ain't got no problem with. He wants to come to tempt you. Amen? He wants to come to tempt you. So, I mean, but, but like I said, it's not about a no, but it's about saying yes to some things too. Don't you, don't you like when people uh, do things and they initiate good things? I mean, and they don't have to be told to. I mean, like, like, like wives, don't you like when a husband, you know, don't have to be told that you like flowers and you would like to get them sometime, but all of a sudden just, for, just boom, out of the blue, he does it and he brings flowers home. It's just, a, it's just something that you just say, oh, wow, it touched me. I didn't have to write a map. And, 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 and give you instructions as to what to do. But boom, you just poof. You just, man, you just bless me with flowers. I mean, I mean just imagine, uh, kids, if all of a sudden you weren't told, told, directed to just clean up. But all of a sudden you just cleaned up. You just cleaned up. And then all of a sudden, mommy and daddy comes home and it's like, what? Oh my God, you blessed my heart. I didn't have to say, why you clean? Why you, why you, you didn't I tell you to get the dishes? No, the dish is already done. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And, and although you might be too young to cook, you might just have them a bowl of cereal. Oh my goodness. Right? You, you, just, you just initiate something positive, right? Not, you don't have to be told to do it. And, and see, what happens is, is when you just begin to initiate the positive, guess what? It, it, it becomes a habit. <laughs> it becomes a habit. And then and, and it goes down to where that's just your trademark. It becomes your life. And then you just, come, you just continue to do these things until they're a habit forming. You're saying no to sin. And, and while you're saying no, you're going to put something positive in its place. Right? You're not going to leave yourself empty 
where you just like, no. You tell sin, no, and then you just sit down until it comes back. And then when it comes back, you say, no, and then you sit down, do nothing. And then when it comes back, see, that, that, that's not how you conquer sin. That's not how you conquer sin. That's not exercising. That's not getting ready for sin when it comes. That's not getting ready for temptation. That's not doing, no, uh -uh. that's just simply just being a lame duck. And you just you're a sitting duck, and sin is going to get you when it comes by. But if you're busy doing what's right, and then sin comes by, see that rightness crowds your life where it ain't no room for sin. You ain't got no room for that nonsense anymore because you're constructive and you're being busy and you're doing things and you're initiating things in your life, and you ain't got time for that. You ain't got time for that nonsense. And that's what Paul was saying. It's a mortal body. This mortal body is the only thing that can be touched by sin. Don't use this mortal body for sin anymore. Use it for God now. Use it for God now. Use all of your energy, all of your intellect, all of it for God. So it's about your thought life it's about your heart and now you are your will you want your will is to do his will right your will is to do his will and i'll leave you with one last thought and 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 if you read martin luther uh, it's a deep reading but it's it's called the bondage of the will and the bondage of the will he basically breaks it down to does man have free will and he argues that point. And in essence, he says this. <laughs> really, you don't. <laughs> because sin has tainted us so much that when we do think and will things freely, guess what we end up doing? We do the exact opposite or what does not please God. So when we do act and we do decide and we do will, all of a sudden, it's contrary to what God wants us to do. It's contrary to what God wants us to do if left alone. But that's when Christ came in and the Holy Spirit comes in. And then all of a sudden, it gives us a new heart. And then we're sensitive to God's will. And now all of a sudden, we want to line up our will with his will. But here's how we get mad with God, because our wheels are, our will is in bondage. Your will is in bondage. And what that means is, is that when all of a sudden you choose, this is how we get mad at God. Because, see, when we choose what we want, it comes with a penalty. And, and that's what the bondage is, is that here's our choice. But here's the consequence to it. And we get mad because God put a consequence to it. And we try our best to choose it without the consequence. But God says, no, 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 no. You can choose it. But you got this consequence that's bound and it's, and it's with it, right? So, so in other words, like if, if, you, if you drink or if you smoke too much, right? 
and you smoke too much and you can smoke, but then all of a sudden, lung cancer. You see what I'm saying? It's bound to it. It's a cost. It's a built-in cost to it. If you, if you drink and drink and drink and drink and drink, then all of a sudden you, you drink and then all of a sudden you can drink, but liver, right? Liver damage, some other damage, right? All kinds of damage. It might be relationship damage and everything else. And that, that, that thing that's bound to it is a consequence that you can't shape. And what man says is, I'm so mad at you, God, because you won't let me be me. You won't let me do me. God says, you can do you. But there's a price tag to it. You can go ahead and do you. But there's a price tag to it. Right? There's a price tag. There's a price tag. Go on and do you. I'm not stopping you from doing you. But when you do you, understand this. There's something to it. There's a price you got to pay. You, do you notice that everything you do has a price to it? Everything you do has a price to it. I remember talking to these young uh, brothers and, and they're locked up and everything else. And, and the thing they said in their logic is, I ain't working at no McDonald's. I ain't working at no Burger King. I ain't working. And no, uh, man, and, and, and no, I ain't doing that. And I said, you're not working. No, man, I ain't working. And I said, okay, help me understand the dope game. Help me understand the dope game. If, you, if you're not working, then help me understand the dope game. What was your morning like? Well, I go and I, you know, I pick it up and I do this and I'm like, okay, sound like work. Now, okay, okay, so, so then, all right, so then all of a sudden, you know, so, all right, so now you done got your, your product. Then, then what? And I mean, I mean, what? I mean, where you go? Well, you know, I, I have to go and stand and such and such, and I got to go and post and, and I post out and blah blah blah. I said, oh, okay, not not too long, right? By about a minute. No, man, I'm used to be there like you know these hours and blah 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 blah. Oh, hours? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Oh, okay, that sounds like work, man. It, there's no way around it. Everything you do. Has a price tag. I said, but here's the thing, man. At McDonald's, you're working at McDonald's and Burger King, and all of a sudden you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, okay, I got to go ahead and get ready for work. Right? But all of a sudden, if you're up in this dope game, all of a sudden one day you wake up and you say, oh, oh y'all here. <laughs> right? It disturbs your sleep and everything else. Everything has a price tag to it. Everything has a price tag to it. God built it that way. And, but here's where, where it boils down to. You reject Christ, you can reject him. Go ahead. I'm not, you know, God is saying, okay, you reject the best that I have for you. You, you reject, I, I don't have anything better than Christ. So if you reject, okay, go ahead and reject it. But there's a price tag to it. And that price tag is eternal separation. It's hell. It's hell. It's hell. And there's no shaking it. There's no shaking it. There's no, there's no shake. If you reject Christ, 
then that's the best that Christ that, that God had to offer. He gave his only son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And if you reject that, then the price tag is eternal separation. I told you all before, hell is hell because God ain't there. Hell is hell because God won't be there. And you'll finally get what you always wanted. You wanted God out. And that's what hell is. You'll finally get it. God will say, okay, you wanted me out, then I'm out. Don't let that happen. Don't let this moment pass you by. Choose Christ. Choose Christ. That's what we're saying. And for those who have chosen Christ, conduct your life in a way where it begins with that you know that you know. And then you confidently feel it. You know, you walk it. And it, it dictates your emotions. Like I said, sometimes you're going to have to talk to yourself. You got to get self by the collar sometimes and say, I know, I know I'm feeling like this now, but I know for a fact my reality is, is that I'm, I'm victorious, right? My reality is that I'm a, I, I, walk, I can walk in victory. I know that he is mine. Even though I feel terrible, I know my position is solid in him. And that's what you have to know. And then once you like know that and you are like walking in that, then you got to do his will with that. You got to, his will has got to be your will. And that's how you live it. That's how you live it. Sin, sin is going to be there. You're dead to it, but it's not dead to you. <laughs> so it's going to continue to knock on your door. So don't be surprised when you appear, you know, when you, when you slip. No, don't be surprised when you slip and you all of a sudden, oop, I see it. Oh man, I'm not saved. No, uh-uh. No, that's not it. We don't live a life of sin. And at times we do fail. But that failure is not a lifestyle. Right? It just shows that we are in this sanctification, this process. We're becoming more and more liking. But the bottom line is choose Christ. Try Christ. Amen? Try Christ. And for those who do that, those who are interested in that i tell you today we have those that will be here available after dismissal and on zoom please contact us call us and saints once again don't forget who you are and whose you are walk in victory walk in victory amen god bless you